Welcome to the Trinity Galewood podcast. Here you'll find live messages recorded during our weekly services at Trinity. We are a community that desires to look, live, and love more like Jesus. We're located at 1701 North Narragansett in Chicago and meet every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Trinity Galewood podcast. This time is, is a time for us as a church, as a community of believers, to come together and to be honest, to be able to ask some questions so that I, as pastor here, by the way, my name is Pastor Dave, if you've never met before, that, that I can better understand our community of believers and where we are today as our walk and journey of faith. Now, uh, chances are, because it is Thanksgiving week, you're probably going to hear this verse from 1 Thessalonians 5.18 be used, right? Maybe you've heard it before. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. To give thanks in all circumstances. What the Bible is saying here is that we are called to give thanks in, in times of joy. To give thanks in times of struggle. And to give thanks in everything in between those two places. And if you're like me, you hear a verse like this and you're like, yeah, that's really easy to do. It's really a challenging piece for us to live out. I mean, the question for me when I hear this verse from 1 Thessalonians is simply, how do I get to the point of where I can give thanks in all circumstances? Not just when things are going great, but especially when things aren't going as I've planned. And I think our world and our culture has tried to answer some of these things before by just saying it's our perspective that we have on a circumstance. You've probably seen this before. It's used in television commercials still to this day. You see a glass of water, right? And the question becomes what? Is it half empty or? All right, maybe nobody's seen this before. All right. Is it half empty or is it? Yeah, right? And, and this becomes something that's really interesting to me as we look in our society and culture. I was wondering, where in the world does this statement come from? Like, this was made up by somebody at some point in time. Some great philosopher had this revelation as a half glass and said, is it half empty or is it half full? So I went to Google, you know, the Google, and decided to do some research into where in the world did this come from? And what was interesting to me is that there's no definitive answer as to who was the great philosopher who first asked this question. I can tell you for a fact that it wasn't Jesus, all right? But some attribute it to a guy named Ronald Reagan. And in the 60s, they came up with this advertisement that said this. In recruitment for the Peace Corps, they said, is the glass half empty or half full? If you think it's half empty, maybe the Peace Corps are not for you. But if you think it's half full, you've got the first thing we look for in Peace Corps people, optimism. 
And it's kind of interesting because I think inside of our society and culture, we also impose this from the church. That we say that we're always looking at the glass half full. And in some circumstances, I certainly believe that to be true. But it doesn't help us in today in how we understand how to give thanks. Psychologists will tell us that, that our perspective influences everything. That we see life in a purely objective sense. Or we don't see life, rather, scratch that. We don't see life in a purely objective sense. That we see it in a subjective way. But what that means is that we only see life through the lens that God has given us. I can only experience life through these eyes. That my perspective has shaped and molded how I see this world. My personality has shaped and molded how I see this world. It alters our perceptions. And today, what I would hope for us to understand is this. Is that God himself is giving us a filter in how to look at life. One that looks at that glass as either half empty or half full and wants us to see something very beautiful. Uh, I, there's, this, uh, there's this genre of, of, uh, of books in the Bible, or rather this genre of, of psalms in the Bible. It, maybe you've read through the Psalms before. There's 150 of them in the Bible. It's a collection of songs written by uh, different people. And in the book of Psalms, there's a genre that's known as the Psalms of Lament. And uh, these Psalms of Lament uh, is actually, uh, they make up 45% of the 150 Psalms that we have in the Bible. And in these Psalms of Lament, there, there seems to be this common characteristic or this pattern that happens in these Psalms. And it always begins this way. It begins with a big question. It, it says simply, what is the, the purpose and meaning of life? What is the big question that is at hand here? So looking at Psalm 10, one of the Psalms that we have here, it says this. Notice Psalm 10, a psalm of lament. It says, why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? The psalmist begins here with this massive question to God. Why is it that you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? This question is one that seems to be very real. One that has the psalmist saying that he is in trouble and one that appears to be viewing the glass as half empty. And then if you continue on in Psalm 10, you read that for the next 10 verses, there's greater color and description of why it seems that God seems to be so distant. We read that the poor are taken advantage of, that there is cursing and deceit. And these next 10 verses, they add color to the psalmist's question. But then, at the end of Psalm 10, 
we read these words, beginning in verse 16, that the Lord is king forever and ever. The nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You'll strengthen your heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and to the oppressed, so that the man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. The psalmist begins with a big question and ends in a place of thanksgiving, a place of faith and trust, clinging to promises of triumph and one that leads him to believe that the glass now is half full. And I love this. I'm so thankful that we have these psalms that are examples for us to live out. So much so uh, that I then decided as I was like kind of discovering this in the Psalms of Lament this last week, I was like, all right, this is true in Psalm 10. Is this true in the 67 other Psalms that exist of these Psalms of Lament? And in my mind, I was like kind of counting down to say, all right, this is going to take me like a couple days to figure out because I'm not a fast reader. And I'd probably all of a sudden start questioning, am I really getting this right and all sorts of stuff. So I did like the next logical move. I reached out to somebody smarter than me, right? And it wasn't Google this time. I reached out to uh, a guy who was a professor at the seminary that I graduated from, a man that I respect, a mentor of mine, Dr. Tim Seleska. He actually preached here at my ordination almost four years ago. He is a scholar on the book of Psalms. He has written a commentary on the book of Psalms. He knows Hebrew, which is the language that the Psalms were written in. And I said this big question to him. I said, is there a connection of the Psalms of Lament to begin with a big question? and end with a cry of thanksgiving. And his reply just blew me away. He said, first off, to be technically accurate, Psalms 88 and 39, this is not true, all right? So I'm glad I didn't start with 88 and 39, but he said, those seem to not be true. But when you look at the Psalms of Lament, the 45% that exist of those Psalms, that there is this common movement. He says this, that these psalms take us somewhere. The faith of the voice resurfaces. They don't just leave us in despair. They don't just mirror our feelings, but they shape and form us to be a certain kind of person. I want you to hear this. These psalms that begin with a big question and have us end with a cry of thanksgiving. They shape and mold us as people. The, the faith of the voice resurfaces in the process of asking a question. This is absolutely beautiful. The psalmist give us, gives us an understanding of what life looks like to truly give thanks. So let me just try to land the plane here as this might seem rather confusing as to what is going on right now. We didn't do the kid street dismissal. We didn't have a scripture reading. This whole thing is thrown off. What is happening? Here's my point. Today, 
I need you to understand that a common way for the Christian life to give thanks, as evidenced by the Bible, is to begin with a big question. This is what it means to look, live, and love more like Jesus. This is what it means to give thanksgiving, is to begin with a big question, knowing that in that moment, that is a step towards the faith of the voice resurfacing. This is what the psalmist did. And this is what we're doing here today as a church. Because we know that this is why Jesus would come into this world. That he would come into our world, taking on flesh, dying on a cross, rising again from the dead, and promising to give life to all who would trust and believe in him. Does that remove your doubts? It hasn't for me. Does that mean that life is going to be easy and perfect and smooth sailing? It hasn't for me. But it has led me to the place of the psalmist who's willing to ask the big question. And it is a step towards that resurfacing of the faith for that person who is asking. So today, that's why we do these Ask Anything Sundays. It's not to stump Pastor Dave. I'm not that smart. You guys can easily do that, all right? It's, it's not because I'm tired of preaching. This isn't like my favorite Sunday, by the way. It's, it's because as a community of believers, I know that we all have questions And I believe that that is a beautiful thing. But I want you to know as well that that is a step towards thanksgiving, a step towards offering praise to God. So today what we're gonna do is, maybe you saw this when you walked in here. There's a card that was on the back table and I'm gonna have Eric and Lauren, they're gonna come up and hand these out some more. We've already had a good amount of questions that have been submitted. But I wanna give you a space and an opportunity for two things. To do as the psalmist did thousands of years ago. To have a space to ask that big question of God. And I'm not gonna be able to solve it or fix it in a two minute answer. I'm not proclaiming to do that. But I also want you to know that you have a space here as well as the psalmist did to offer thanks. Thanks for what God has done as well. So our worship team is gonna play one more song. You can sit there comfortable. You can fill out this card here with the pen that's right in front of you. And in a moment, we'll be collecting all of those questions. Two things with that. Number one, if, if you would like to, to talk more about the question that you have here today, I would love to do that. It's probably not going to happen next week because it's Thanksgiving, 
But I would love to sit down and chat about that. So if you're somebody that's like, you know what, I really would like a further discussion around this kind of issue or thing, you can write that on the sheet. It's only going to be myself and then Missy who will be reading the questions in the back. Those are the only two people who are going to see the questions. We have not memorized people's handwriting here or anything like that, all right? This is anonymous, and we just desire it to be a time as a community of believers to practice what the psalmist did because we know that in the process of asking questions, you all of a sudden will be growing closer to God. So let's sing together this, this song here, and you can take this moment to answer or ask, rather, that question during this time.